Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Mike and Brian. And on today's show, I absolutely love this topic. We're going to be discussing what do women really want? And on today's show, we have a very special guest. She is a relationship expert, a best-selling author, a TV host, and celeb wedding planner, Miss Diane Valentine. Mike, I'm excited to have her on, bro. You excited? I'm definitely excited. I saw all the questions that the fans had asked us. Uh, talking about everything and anything between love and dating. Isn't it I, funny when the question goes out, what women want? <laughs> we had we had the most answers of all time. Like, I want this, 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 this. <laughs> Can he do this? Can he do that? It's, it seemed like a lot of the questions that people were asking came down to, like, what's that person's love language, right? I think a lot of people don't know their partner's love language. and Which or, is mind-boggling. I yeah, mean, which it's a damn online quiz. You can find uh, it, out pretty, it's 10 minutes, fairly people. quickly. Yeah, it's 10 minutes. It's not hard. It's a book by Gary Chapman. Get it if you don't want to do the quiz online. It's it's pretty simple. You got to know your partner's love language. Brian, how are you when it comes to, you know, you and Rachel and the household chores? What is that like? What is that dynamic? Oh, man, you're going to get me in trouble right away, huh? Got to. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> let's just say this. I feel like I do the stereotypical manly ones, you know, the the taking out of the garbage and things like that. I walk copper at night, but I could definitely do better on certain ones. I think guys are aloof sometimes and just don't, you know, they're focused on other things and they don't realize that there is little things around the house that need to be done, that should be done, but you're just focused. Okay, I already took out the garbage. I already did my quote unquote, the, the ones that I know about, but there's other things that you could chip in with that at the end of the day, your girl is going to notice that and it's like, she'll let it go on for a while, right? And then no. eventually it's <laughs> and then eventually it's like, well, if I don't do it, then nobody's going to do this because your your ass is just sitting on the couch. And then, of course, you know, we feel bad. It's like, oh, we got we got to be more cognizant of the of the fact that there's other little things that you could help around the house with and help your girl out, man. So I'm definitely guilty of it. I know there's a lot of guys out there that are guilty of it, but definitely we just got to do better, man. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I am completely opposite of you in this regard, Brian. Like normally <laughs> we're always on the same page and it's possibly because at one point in time in my life, it was my mom, my younger sister, my grandma, and then me all living together. And I got, I was doing quote unquote manly chores which is outside cutting the grass get on top of the roof cut down the trees you were the man also, of the house but then also washing the dishes uh cleaning the baseboards uh you know cleaning the bathrooms and, oh, and vacuuming things everything. like that <laughs> yeah but i think honestly they they took advantage of me that's your job that's your yeah, job so i'm for me i think in relationships i'm the one that is a, a big cleaner honestly I'm the one that's like looking at things like, baby, your hair is everywhere. Come on now. Like that that's that's me. And so I gotta I have I'm the so one that like has a to pull freak? back. You're a neat freak? I am. I mean, right. you were in the military. Yeah, and it's Usually, it, yeah, living living with all women, then also being in the military, like I think I ain't gonna front. I have to pull back a little bit. 
Gotcha. Yeah, you're definitely, you're definitely you're definitely gaining brownie points over here, Mike, with uh with all this cleaning business. Actually, that was a big response in our uh in response to our questions. They want a man who could do some chores. They want a man who could you know do things around the house. So, ladies, I mean, he's single. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and slide in those DMs real quick. But always remember, please subscribe first. I was, Brian, I was about to hit it. <laughs> I was about to say that. So someone um, else had said. Honesty is the best policy, even when it hurts like hell. And I adore that. I, I can't I, emphasize enough how much I, I, I truly appreciate that. I think that at so many times we aren't honest with ourselves, uh, even if it hurts like hell. We may know that that person is not right for us, but we stay in something that because we don't want to hurt that other person. And then other times I feel that and I just spoke about this with the homie. This is kind of taking it to a different piece, but I'm going to take it there anyway. I believe that a person can, I've never cheated, keep it like that, but I believe that someone can cheat and get, and you still can make the relationship work. And this is why, even when it hurts like hell, that's what I'm going off of. Apologizing versus a lifestyle choice, okay? And what I mean by that is everyone can apologize. Every, everyone know when they messed up, right? If you cheated, man or woman, you know damn well you was in the wrong. Right. And if you if that person decides to take them back, even when it hurts, they're going to have to have those tough conversations and realize I don't want no damn apology. I want a lifestyle choice. Right. This is a that's a choice that you made in the past to cheat. I need a lifestyle choice of this. Will, this you're, going forward, you're not going to do this. And I think Absolutely. that's the conversation about honesty is the best policy, even when it hurts like hell. What are your thoughts? Yeah, on that? I mean. I mean, and not even necessarily when it comes to, you know, being faithful or not or, you know, manning yeah. up and basically talking to a woman and letting her know that you did this or that. But even when it's like when you're single, like Mike, for me, the 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 sooner men realize that honesty is the best policy, the better and easier their lives are going to be. Bro, we talked about this offline. <laughs> Like keeping up with their lies and, you know, and, and the, the the circle of lies that start to happen and then you got to backtrack and then you got to cover this lie and that lie. It's going to it's going to unravel and it's going to be a complete mess. But like when I was single, I want to know from you, like yeah. letting a girl know from the jump. What, what you how to. you're feeling, like what you want out of that relationship, like I think that the woman is going to respect you so much more than rather, you know, lying to her to get into her pants or whatever the case may be. Like, just let her know straight up. Hey, look, I just got out of a relationship. I'm not interested in that right now. I want to have fun. And maybe the girl says, you know what? I'm not into that. I'm out. But at the same time, like, I feel like they will respect you. And a lot of the times they're going to, they're going to be feeling that. And they're going to want They're going to want you even more. Exactly. We're going to, you know what we're going to do right now, Brian, we're going to be the big homie. So all, (laughs) All listeners right now, we're gonna be the big homie. Especially listen I'm, up, I'm, listen up. I'm gonna do this for the for the fellas. Like when I remember when I was a, a little whippersnapper when I was a kid, I would look <laughs> up to my like 15, 16, 17, 18 year old cousins and see what they would do, right? In terms of dating. This is our turn to talk to the to, to talk to the youth and to talk to our peers. I'm gonna echo what you said. Just be honest. Because like it's so simple. You will avoid so much BS. You may get what you want even faster, no matter what it is that you want, whether it's sex, whether it's a relationship, whether it's just to go out and get some food, right? Or have a workout partner, like be transparent, be honest. But now that comes with a caveat. 
don't just be honest and an asshole. Like you got to have some level of conversation. Yeah, you got tact. You got right? yeah, to know how to, how to say right? things. Yeah, don't be like, hey, babe, like you want to smash, right? Like, <laughs> that's the stupidest thing ever, right? If that's the, what you want to do, there's a way of being honest, being respectful, being direct, right? And and because she may be the one, she may want it more so than you. Or if you want a relationship, there's nothing wrong with saying, babe, you know what? I would love to do this with you right now, but I don't think that it would be good for me because I want something long term, right? There's there's women and men yeah, they, they both wanna, thrive they off of that honesty. Ten times more. Yeah, like thrive off of honesty, right? Even if you, I mean, even if you are in a relationship with someone and you get out of that relationship and you do it on a on, on a respect aspect, right? Not on no lie. It was because of this. Oh, it's me, not you. We all know that it's not me, it's you type of thing, right? That's that's BS. If you're honest to that person, it may hurt them more, but they will have way more respect for you going forward in life. And that's what people got to understand. So learn how to say things, guys, and always remember the truth will set you free. It it truly will. That that should be like a motto you go by. Um, But going back to the love language, man, I think that's really important. Um, You know, somebody mentioned that for whatever reason, their partner wasn't adhering to her love language and it's really sad because like we said, it's an easy test that you could take online. Really um, is, yeah. And that's actually something that Rachel and I connected on the show. I think a lot of people now on the on the show probably talk about their love languages all the time. But either way, we actually connected because both our love languages were the same. It was physical mm-hmm. touch and quality time. And we definitely got physical on the show <laughs> very early. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's that's my nature. That's I'm Latino, so we're very touchy feely when it when it comes to that. So we're we're pretty spicy, but and then quality time. Any little chance I got to connect with her, even if she was on the way out on a date with another guy, I would you know just try to get some eye contact, a wink yeah, on yeah. the way out. It's like okay, she's gonna be thinking about me while she's on a date with this guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like it's but now I've I've learned that Rachel has. Rachel has all the love languages now. She wants it all. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Initially, it was just physical touch and, qu- and quality time, but now she wants them all. But no, as as a man, I think it's so important to- Wait, hold on. I had to cut you. Why am go I, ahead, go I ahead. just thought about I just thought about Rachel listening back on this, and she's like, damn right, Brian. I want all of them. <laughs> oh, trust me. She's she's let me know several times. She's like, I like them all now. I like gifts. I like quality time. I like acts of service. I like them all. Um, but yeah, that's how- a person perceives love. Like if your girl is physical touch and quality time and you're over here, you know, fixing a flat tire in a car and, you know, maybe telling her sweet things like, yeah, she may appreciate that, but she's not going to say, wow, you know, I really feel love. Like she, it's going to be thrown off. So it's like, if you guys are in tune with your love languages, it's just going to make both parties feel extra loved in the relationship. And I think everybody should take that test and adhere to their partner's love language. What do you think? I'm going to add to that, bro. I'm going to say that it's one thing to know your, it's one thing to, to, to listen to your partner, what they say their love language is, but it's another thing to remember it throughout the years. Yeah. Right. It's another thing. Consistency. Yeah. It's another thing to remember what this person is like, what they, what they, what they, what their faults are, what their likes are. And, how they communicate, right? Because we may do those things in the beginning and this just goes back to dating. Always date that person, right? And always, and I've said this before, like have a cheat sheet. Maybe it'd be mental, maybe it'd be a little Evernote or whatever of what this individual likes, 
right? For example, if Rachel, like, I have no idea. Let's say she likes purple donuts for all I know, right? And that could be something that you write down. And when you come from Miami, just be like, hey, babe, here's some purple donuts, right? Those are the little things that go far, right? It may not be, a, it's a love language technically in the form of a gift, but those are the little things that go really, really far. So I yeah, agree with you. It doesn't have to be, like you said, like a donut. It's not necessarily a lavish or some grandiose yeah. gift. I mean, it's just the thought that kind of like, wow, he remembered that exactly. I absolutely love donuts and it's my favorite color purple. I mean, exactly. you know, when probably she thought, oh, he forgot about that. He's never Correct. bringing that up again. And then all of a sudden you pop a donut in her face. that's purple. Oh, and she's going like, oh, to love you for it. <laughs> I, I'm gonna give you this question. I'm gonna do it as you said. So okay. someone said, "Someone said, good head." Good head. Uh, a lady, a lady, a woman have responded with, "Good head is the key to, the key to quite honestly having a thriving." Or what do you wish your partner knew? Or honestly, I, I'm not gonna argue with that woman. I mean, I think obviously I think it goes both ways, but yeah, I think that that is a big part of foreplay. And if a man knows what he's doing. And it's going down. It, it could just warm up her body. And, you know, if you're good at it, bring her to climax even before Correct. you actually have intercourse. I mean, Correct. that's that's the ultimate. Correct. Right Correct. now, I want to bring this up. Now, you being a black man, <laughs> I've heard this stereotype before. I, I want you to to basically uh, uh, end this end this stereotype if you don't believe it's true, at least on your end. But. Is it true that I've heard before that black men don't like to go down? Is that the case? That is 100% unequivocally false. <laughs> you heard it here first. That Mike is Johnson. false. That is 100% okay. false. If you're a friend of mine, you taking care of your lady. And that, that goes for um, foreplay, core play, and more play. Right? So, yeah, we definitely oh, take, I like that. Yeah, I we got, take care of our women over here. There's absolutely. a... Uh, there's a really good book for all of our listeners that in, in regards to g good head, like to give to your partner, it's called She Comes First by Ian Kemer, I believe is how you pronounce the name. It's, the book is called She Comes First. Just look it up. It's a great book uh, for all the people that do that to their partner. Um, it's a must. Hi, first yeah. off, if you are a person that's out here asking your partner or suggesting that your partner do something and you don't do it back, take your ass back to the 1900s. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Homie, we don't it's do that. Be no reciprocated, <laughs> like, man. And then and what, also, I, don't you feel like a relationship would be, especially like the relationship in the bedroom, like if both people focused on all I care about is satisfying you, and then she, in turn, in turn, is like I just care about satisfying you. That's I mean, what that's you call when it's the ultimate. beauty. Yeah, that's what you call. That's, that's beautiful. Mm. That's a beautiful thing. You Chef's know, but, kiss is what they say. That's what the kids say these days. <laughs> but a lot of times, you know, I hate to say it, some guys. You know, they they just want to get it in. You know, they're going to get off and then they leave the woman there hanging. And you got to satisfy you know, your woman. And, and see, and then you're going to. I'm not going <laughs> to. I was about to say something that I, fellas and or people that go down on their woman. I would say. You better take care of that woman. My, my aunt told me this a long time ago. I'll never forget it. She said, Mike, if you don't please her, somebody else will. We're going to end it on this. I'm going to end it on this right quick. I think that. Men and women, but I'm speaking to the to my gender, men, I think slut shame women because we are scared of women taking power in her body. 100 percent. 
that's why the fellas are. That's how I feel about it. And this is coming from also, do you also feel like women use that against other women as well? Like, I think, bro, women are just like mean as they, they get catty and they'll like women are that, mean to women, bro. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. It's like they see another woman feeling empowered and you know basically taking control of her life, of her body, and they're like, just because they don't affiliate with that or can't associate with that, like they're threatened by it. Maybe I don't know a single story to where, of all the crazy stories I've heard, it's always been another woman being mean to a woman out of all the bad things that men do it's the mean it, it, i don't know what the deal is i i maybe we need to have that, a conversation about that women why women women are so mean to women i i don't know but i think this is a great pod homie i think that uh, we definitely talked it out on this one and we're just gonna continue to keep it keep it like that for our listeners let's bring on diane valentine welcome to the show diane diane i'm gonna get right into it like what do women want <laughs> Let us know. What do women want in terms of relationship? Gosh, that is such a heated question. But um, there's a simple answer and a long answer. So I'll start with the short answer. Women want love. That's all it is to it. And I think the the the, the challenges that that come about with men and women in relationships is that we speak two different languages. Women want love and men want respect. And it's mm. finding where that intersection is so that both people in the relationship are fulfilled and happy. Absolutely. Can I ask you something? So you are a relationship expert. So I want to know about your husband a little bit because, <laughs> I mean, you basically know all the tricks. You know all the psychology. Like, what is so special about this man that you call your husband? Like, oh what did God. he do? <laughs> Um, well, let me say my husband is amazing and I am completely obsessed with him, completely yeah. obsessed with him. He is amazing. But, you know, for me, you know, what was important to me in a relationship, particularly by the time I met my husband, right? Because I dated a lot of fools and a lot of, you know, bad guys out there. It took me a lot of frogs to get to him. I'll say yeah. that. Um, Show you how to so appreciate him more. Absolutely. I, and that's why I'm obsessed with him, right? But what was so important for me was acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. So I am an independent woman. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm aggressive. Uh, I'm considered bossy in certain environments. And I'm all the things that type A women get criticized for. And when I met my husband, he was so accepting of who I was exactly the way I was, mm -hmm. you know, and he didn't try to change me. He didn't, he didn't feel the need to diminish my voice or make me smaller so that he could be bigger. He was comfortable in his own skin and he has a big personality and he's a great strong man. And that was the number one thing for me. I love that. She, she, she sounds a lot like Rachel. <laughs> she sounds a lot like my wife. She really does. Um, she really does. That's but, a good thing uh, though. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to talk about communication because us guys we have a lot of difficulty uh a lot of times i hey, don't that. don't put us all in that same category <laughs> a lot most of us most of us but most. men and women have different ways of communicating with each other what's your advice for a man and a woman to get on the the same page a majority of the time yeah 
you know, it's so important. Communication is really important, right, in relationships. We hear that all the time. But it's also important for women to understand the characteristics of how men communicate and vice versa, right? So I want to have a conversation with my husband. My normal conversation is about 300 words. My husband's conversation is about 30 words. <laughs> you got to give it to us in short tweet format. Yes. So <laughs> when I communicate, it's important that I give him short sound bites. And I think for women, that's a really good tip is that if you need to tell a story, you need to communicate something, you don't have to give him the version you would give your girlfriend. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with giving him a truncated version direct into the point, you know, wrapped around some loving words so that ultimately you get what you want. She said, ah, no, she did it. She said, wrap around some loving words. So did that you, you ever see that Dave Chappelle episode where he talks about that? Like a guy telling another guy's story and then how the woman tells her girlfriends. Like she starts with all the details. Like it was a Tuesday and I was on my period. And da, 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 da. Yeah. Like the guy's like yeah. very he's simple. Like, yeah. He's like, bro, can we just get through this already? Yeah, <laughs> very simple. So, Diane, we always talk about communication. We hear it. We, we know to do it. But so many times I've had friends of mine, male and female say, well, how do I communicate with this individual? Mm -hmm. So what would be some quick tips on how to actually go about having that conversation? Well, I think what's important to know is that particularly for women in relationships, women are very expressive, right? And women need, women need details. So too oftentimes men just want to get right to the point. Like, let me just get it in and, you know, get in and get out, the details. right? Yeah, and it's really that's about that's learning. Again, always, how do you meet in the middle? How do you, how do you communicate in a way where women don't feel like you're being rushed or you're being ignored or you're not listening? Because men are known to not listen. You hear, you hear, but you don't really listen. <laughs> so I think if women can learn to, you know, talk in a much more truncated pattern, right? And men can learn to like just drown out the outside noise for a few minutes and actually hear what your woman is saying. Then that to me is how you meet in the middle. That is how you establish communication. Right. And I talked a little bit about like love and love and respect. Right. Women need love. Men need respect. Uh, I read this great book when my husband and I, when we were engaged before we got married, and it talked about how women lie. Okay. How women lie. Okay. So, for example, a woman might say, you know, babe, will you take out the trash? Now, because she has asked you to take out the trash maybe five times in the last two days, she might say something like, you never take out the trash. And this is just well, irritating. And then, the man, and then the man will say, oh, I never take out the trash? Really? <laughs> like, I never take it out? I just took it out a week ago, right? Yeah. So that is an example of how, you know, how women lie, but we do it because men seem to just kind of ignore our needs and ignore the conversations that we are desperately trying to have around relationships. Diane, talking about that directly about in regards to women lie, tell me like, <laughs> and I, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna ask you, right? Okay. You are a guest. You're the expert, and it's your last name, Valentine. So, yes. Why is it hard? And I don't like saying I don't like being gender specific, but why is it hard for some people to say exactly what the hell is on their mind in comparison to saying, "Oh, I'm okay." When if I say, "Baby, how you how you feeling?" I'm okay. <laughs> when truly, it's a monsoon going it's up like, here. What what? Like, do what, what you want? We, like those very psychics. vague. Yeah, like, we're not psychics. We're like as you said. 
just give it to me straight. Right. Know? Like, no, no chase. And don't lie to me so that therefore, because if you say I'm fine and then you curse me out in your head, it's not our fault. True. <laughs> True. But see, women don't look at love in that way because women, women have the need to be loved. And so for a woman, that love translates into you fulfilling every single need that I have. You're my best friend, you're my girlfriend, you're my husband, you're my protector, you're my provider, you're all of these things. Protect God, a handyman, a lawnmower. Yeah, but women are emotional creatures. We're hormonal and we're emotional creatures. So if we say nothing is wrong, what we're really saying is that I'm really disappointed that you live with me and you sleep with me every night and yet you don't know what is bothering me. We How are we supposed to know? How we say, we sometimes know. it's really hard to know. It's really hard to know sometimes. <laughs> now, Diane, sticking with the communication issue, like, is it, is it on men as far as like maybe a lack of maturity or a lack of growth? Because we come from a world where we were on this TV show where we actually have to be emotionally vulnerable. Definitely. And I know in my situation in the past, I was more shut off. But then when I met my wife, I, you know, it was years apart yes. and I was like a totally different person. You know, like I was able to express my emotions way easier with her than I was with my exes. Mm -hmm. And that was always a problem back then. Obviously, we didn't communicate or I didn't communicate what I what I wanted, how I felt. And that would frustrate them. But now I'm much more able to do it. I know, Mike, coming off the show, you felt that as well. Like you're. You're, you're totally emotionally vulnerable and you're able to express all your feelings to women now. Like what, like how do you, what, what do you feel like? Do you think it's a maturity thing or just like the guy just has to go through those experiences and, you know, live life and experience and then eventually get to that point where they can talk to a woman? I, I think you make a really good point. And I've had this conversation with a lot of men, a lot of men and a lot of women because I feel that mothers and fathers do a disservice to their boys because young boys are told to be tough, don't cry, suck it up, shake it off, you know, figure it out, be a man. And boys are taught this from very, very young age. And so what happens is I fought mothers, you know, fathers, but I fought mothers too because, you know, mother is the primary developer of children in the home. And so women tend to raise these unemotionally unavailable men that are strong and great providers, but they are completely unavailable to the women that they love. And so what happens is men tend to fumble through relationships, you know, in the same way that women do, but for different reasons, because we men are taught to not express themselves emotionally. And they don't get to that point until either one they decide, okay, I'm tired of the single life. I want to be with somebody. So maybe I should make some adjustments or two, they meet a woman that they finally love. And they realize that if, if I'm going to win her over, if she's going to be my forever, I got to maybe start making some adjustments. I think with, with the men, when we find our forever, you know, like the woman knows like the way we act and the way we come across it's, it's extremely apparent. Yeah. Of how we act extremely. Uh, Brian, to your point just there, for me, I just, every time I became vulnerable and said something vulnerable, it was always reciprocated in an extremely well way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so therefore, I was like, oh, I should do this more often. Yeah. And so that's, that's how it worked for me. So for other guys listening, 
just see how it's reciprocated. And then it's normally going to nine out of 10 times going to be a positive thing. But I do Absolutely. agree with you, Diane, that we were raised more so as men to be a provider and not necessarily yeah. want to uh, think of our emotions in that regard. So that's a good point. I never thought of it that way in that regard like that. Yeah, uh, and I think it takes a lot of courage for, for anybody to be vulnerable, women too. But, you know, when men are vulnerable, I, I believe that you discover that there's something really beautiful on the other side of that. Talking about vulnerability, Ms. Valentine, we live in a day and age of like, I mean, I know you're you're happily married, uh, and but I also know that you're a relationship coach. And so, you know, the culture of that some of us are in right now, this this cancel culture, this uh, I hate all men or I hate all women culture or just it's kind of a circle. Uh, yeah. I, I did this girl wrong, so now this girl's gonna do a guy wrong, right? It's a circle. How do we continue to be vulnerable while maintaining strength? Mm. That's a that's a really, really good point. But let me tell you, there is nothing stronger than somebody who's comfortable enough with who they are and willing to, to be vulnerable. There is so much strength in vulnerability because vulnerability says that this is the life that I want and I'm willing to go for it. I'm willing to go for broke. I'm willing to risk it all because I know that in order to achieve anything great, not just a relationship, but career and success and everything that life has to offer, you have to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to wear your emotions on your sleeve, whatever they are. You have to be willing to go places you didn't think you would ever go. You have to be willing to take risks you never thought you would take. So the lesson in vulnerability is not just in a relationship, but it's how it allows us to really be architects of the greatest life that we ever imagined we could have. I like to be vulnerable. I love it. I, I thrive in vulnerability. But okay. if I've been hurt four times, yes. let's be honest, it's going to be hard to be as vulnerable that fifth time. Got it. Got it. But are you willing to allow fear to lead you? Mm. Or are you going to let your vulnerability and the best of you and your heart lead you? Because, I mean, it's, it sounds very cliche, right? It's better to have loved and lost than not to have loved at all. But that is so incredibly true. Because the only way that you can get to your greatest love affair is you have to be willing to risk it all. Risk looking stupid, looks risking dumb, risk being hurt, risk being embarrassed. Like, you name it. You have to risk it all. Because until you're willing to do that, you don't know if you, in fact, are missing out on the greatest love affair of your life. See, you cannot have any regrets in love, right? So whenever a relationship doesn't work out, I always say, did you do everything you were supposed to do? Were you vulnerable? Did you give your heart? Did you wear it on your sleeve? And if you've done all of those things, when a relationship ends, you're able to walk away clean with a like clear that. conscience, knowing that I did everything that I could do to make this work. And if it didn't work, that means that God is sending me something better for me. That mm. means that this experience right here just prepared me for the best love affair that's right around the corner. And we have to believe that. You gotta wholeheartedly believe that. I 1000% agree with you there because, I mean, you were speaking to my heart right there because that's what happened on the show with me. I put my heart on my sleeve. I basically gave everything to the process. And luckily for me, I was able to find my wife on yeah. The Bachelorette. But at the same time, like what you said, if for whatever reason it didn't work out, 
you know, I would have gone to bed, you know, and I would have eventually, I, I would have definitely had my heart broken. You know, I definitely would have suffered for a while, but at the end of the day, down the line, I would have known, I would have been able to sleep at night knowing that I gave my all to the process. And like you said, this person just wasn't the person for me. It wasn't, there wasn't anything wrong with me per se. Yeah. It, she just wasn't my person, but there's going to be somebody else out there that is my person. So that's the way I looked at it, but that's not my story. So, but I totally understand what you're saying. I agree with that. I love that fact that, uh, and I know, I know it to be true. It is better to have loved than lost than to never have loved at all. Yes. I, in that moment that I had, oh my God, it was like, I felt like a little kid again, you know, it just all the little sparkles all on you. So I, I agree with that uh, sentiment right there full heartedly. How do, as a relationship coach, there's, there's one side of it, which we want to, we want, we want the love, but I have so many people that hit me up and say, Mike, I'm going through it right now. Mm -hmm. They know that that wasn't their person. What are the ways that we can minimize the, the timetable for hurt? I'm trying to ask you questions you ain't been asked before, Diane. Really I'm asking you what you ain't been asked before, Diane. Come on now. It's a really interesting question. Well, I'll, I'll just share with you what I, what I, how I counsel my clients, right? Yes, ma'am. After a breakup, the best thing you can do is get back on the bike as quickly as possible. Hmm. I mean, start dating immediately. If really? you have to start serial dating, I don't care if you don't find the person attractive. I don't care if you say we have nothing in common. If somebody asks you to go to Starbucks, go with them. Get out and start dating because that is the only way that we can see the possibilities beyond our pain. See, when we are hurt, it's easier to sit at home and open a bottle of wine and turn on the TV and, you know, get on Instagram and look at, you know, relationship goals, hashtags, and feel bad for yourself. But it takes, again, tremendous courage to say, this didn't work out. Okay, I'm good with that. So let me move on. And I think that men do that really, really well. I did not. I ain't gonna lie about it. Listen, men, men will replace you faster than a, than a sandwich on a Friday afternoon. So something like that, like, what do you feel about the opposite uh, scenario where the person maybe doesn't get back on the bike, quote unquote, uh -huh. but maybe starts to, quote unquote, work on themselves and hangs around family or friends and, you know, maybe not so much dating, but, you know, they pamper themselves. They they just work on their mental state and their physical state. Maybe they go to the gym and they start working out or something like that. Right. You know, I think that both are equally important mm. because look, they, whenever you um, are in a relationship and it ends, there's always learning in that, right? And I feel like even for my own life, when things are not on track to where I want them to be, if I'm not, you know, communicating with my husband, if I'm not feeling like we're on our honeymoon every night, where, where does that, that problem lie? Well, Say it again, me, girl. Mm. For me, I can only find the answer by looking in the mirror. It doesn't lie with him. Her the answer is with me. <laughs> right? So I feel like, yes, you should get back on the bike immediately, as quickly as you can. And yes, you should work on yourself. You should ask yourself, what are some things that um, maybe I did in this relationship that I could do better differently. And they're what I call blind spots. We all have them in relationships. We all have those areas in our lives that we just simply cannot see. 
we cannot see how we react when somebody says something because of something that happened when we were a kid. Or we cannot see how somebody says something that sets us off and maybe we get angrier than we should have normally got or we take it personal. And so you have to look at yourself always because part of the part of the getting back on the bike is doing the work for yourself so that you are better prepared when the next love affair comes along. Hopefully the next one is the last one as well. Right? Look, I'm well, a couple romantic out here. I'll be, I'll be. <laughs> You can have more than one soulmate. Oh my God! Thank you for saying that. I agree with you. More than I one soulmate, Valentine, I agree with you. Out of all these billions of people in the world, come on now. <laughs> I believe that. I believe come that. You know, we go through you know cycles in life. The person you were at twenty is not who you are at thirty. Is not who you are at forty. And certainly Valentine, not who you're going to be at sixty. We're going to be friends. You. Speak. <laughs> that's that's so that's an unpopular so opinion that I tell people that they they come at me hard for that. Mm -hmm. and they come at me so hard for that. And I say the exact same thing. I, I love that you said that. Yeah. So on that topic, you know, if you, you know, obviously I, I wish you and your husband the best, a lifetime of love. So during those changing times, I mean, how, how do you, what advice do you give to those people out there to maintain that long lasting love when both people are changing decade to decade, let's say? Mm -hmm. I think what's really important is that you and your mate have a lot of things in common, right? So people talk about opposites attract. I get that all the time. Diane, I love dating men that are nothing like me. And you know, my gay friends are like, Diane, I love dating boys that are nothing like me. And I'm like, well, that's a recipe for disaster. Because <laughs> love will take you through cycles in life. And you have to make sure that you have some things in common because you're not always gonna be deeply, madly in love with your spouse. I also think what part of part of having some things in common is making sure that you both are growing independent of the relationship. My husband is very successful. I am a successful entrepreneur. We are constantly both growing in our careers as individuals, as human beings, you know, and I often feel really bad. Like I work for a lot of a lot of my clients are very wealthy, right? And in that regard, usually one person has made a lot of money. Either the husband has made a lot or the wife has made a lot. So whoever becomes the house spouse, they are the ones that tend to get left behind in relationships. Because say if you're a, a woman who marries a very successful man, he is successful and he's continuing to grow with his career, with his life experiences, with his educational level, with um, the people that he interacts with in business every day. And if a woman is not growing at the same pace in her own life, it is very likely that at some point they are going to grow apart. And he might decide he's better off with a younger, smarter, cuter, um, surgically amplified version of you. <laughs> no, she surgically she amplified. Surgically amplified. <laughs> I love that. Surgically I mean, amplified. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I love that. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, I got I, my last question for you. Right? Okay. And I, I'm, I'm going to ask it. I'm going to ask it. Don't, don't be getting mad at me now. So we talk about couple goals. You, you mentioned that earlier. A yeah. big couple that was couple goals was Will Smith and J.D. Pickensmith, right? Yes. The, the way that that was handled on Red Table Talk, personally speaking, I said, that's what love is. Right? I talked okay. to my homies. I said, that's what love is. And the reason I said that's what love is because they were able to talk it out. And they weren't talking over each other. I'm sure that there was lots of conversations before and after uh, that have and will continue to be had. 
Now, we speak about masculine and feminine energy. How do you feel that took place? Okay, I'm gonna say this. I'm not a fan of anybody. I am the biggest Thank Will you. Smith fan in the world. He's probably the only person I've ever been starstruck over, probably because he's one of the nicest people in Hollywood I've ever met. Genuinely, genuinely nice guy. Mm -hmm. And I hated that Red Table Talk episode. Mm. I really, really, really hated it. I did feel like they needed to address it publicly. But not I did. Point. I didn't feel, I did, I did not like the way Will was positioned in that. Because to yeah, me, yeah, he, yeah. he was positioned as a man who is weak. Very and that is so. far from who he is. That's not how we see that's, him. Yeah. That, that that's not how who he is. He was positioned extremely weak. He was. And yeah. it's one thing to say, I support my wife and I'm down for her no matter what. You know, I feel like my husband would be that kind of guy that's like, yeah, I'm down no matter what. Mm -hmm. But I just felt like she controlled that narrative and I just, I, I hated it. I really, really hated watching it. And I still love Will Smith, but I just felt like he should have been stronger, better, more matter of fact. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I didn't like, just the whole thing bugged me. The whole, the whole conversation, her not really <laughs> addressing the fact that she was in this affair, just kind of dancing uh, around uh, it. Brian, what was the, what was the term? Oh, God. Entanglement. 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 There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> like, who says that? And it was, I don't know. It just felt. It took off. Vir viral nation after that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. It all just the felt so Hollywood produced and I did see. not feel authentic at all. And to me, one of the one of the reasons Will is so incredibly successful is because of his authenticity, mm. and that was smothered in that interview. And I and I mean, it. wasn't it like the most like Facebook it. watch thing like ever in the history? <laughs> like Probably they so. got what they wanted on that mm. front. Probably yeah. So. But uh, <laughs> Diane, we're gonna jump in now. We're gonna end off the interview with some okay. rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> She's like, I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, was actually having this discussion the other day. I'm really interested to hear your answer. How fast within first meeting a man does a woman know that she will end up sleeping with him? <laughs> Four hours. Four she hours. Can't okay. I like it. I yeah. like it. I, I appreciate hours. that. I appreciate that. Um, what has been your favorite celebrity? reception to go to not wedding per se but the reception um sean stockman with boys to men okay. oh i can see that <laughs> did they perform that. at that wedding is that, that i mean that's that's just obvious to me oh man <laughs> they Love did them. but it was the ultimate party it was, it was like one of the best parties i've ever been to i'm oh, yeah. sure yeah. now the next one i've actually heard you answer before because uh, i saw you on the steve harvey show but okay. sex on the first date yes or no Absolutely not. Never, Absolutely ever, not. ever. Ever, ever, never. Ever, ever, never. Resist the temptation as much never. as possible. Whoever says yes first loses. That's that strong a negotiation with business. I never looked at it in this terminology, but you know. Thank you so much, Ms. Valentine. We loved having you on. We really Thank appreciate you, you. We appreciate you. Thank Great you so combo. much. I hope we can do it again. Absolutely. Definitely so. Diane was so funny and so real. Like I didn't even think that, to be honest, 
you know, we have all these show notes or whatever. I wasn't even going to get into the Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith thing, but she was honest, bro. And I, I just yeah. love that she was authentic with it. She was amazing, authentic, real. I mean, the conversation just flowed. And I thought we we got a lot of great nuggets out of her. I think this episode yeah. is going to help a lot of people out there, yeah. you know, that she, are in relationships that, you know, are dating out there. I think it's going to help a lot of people. But I think uh, one of the biggest things is she stood her ground in her in her voice. Right. Yeah. yeah. She's convicted in what she says. And I think a lot of people could take a take that away and use that within their own life, myself Absolutely. included. So I really appreciated that. Absolutely. And to all you listeners out there, of course, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And we have to give, of course, a big thanks to Diane Valentine. We can't thank her enough for giving us such incredible insight. She was absolutely amazing. She definitely was. You know, we always love to hear your opinions, your stories and your insight. So please don't forget to like, to follow, to comment, to message us on social at Talking It Out BN. That's Talking It Out, B as in Bachelor, N as in Nation, on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, baby, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Wondery app, or wherever you listen to right now. And as always, if you're a real one, you're not going to DM me no more, baby. You're going to subscribe. <laughs>